disgusting. I think nobody has any respect for wrestling anymore. Where is wrestling? Not sports entertainment, but wrestling. You know, just a couple of years ago, I left my home in Tennessee and I moved to Connecticut, which is like trading a Hawaiian vacation for a bed in the cancer ward, to come to work for the WWF full-time, the biggest wrestling promotion in the history of the planet. And I moved to Connecticut with snow on the ground seven months out of the year, real estate prices that would make Donald Trump's hair stand on end, the rudest bunch of people I've ever seen where English is a second language and traffic jams at four o'clock in the morning, but I think that's okay because I'm with the biggest wrestling promotion of all time, the WWF. But over the last couple of years, I don't see any wrestling. They got some great wrestlers around here, but they don't have any time to wrestle because of all the falderall and the nonsense going on. You see what the problem is, is the people running the two big promotions, one guy is a game show host wannabe from Minneapolis with phony teeth, phony hair, and a phony tan. And running the WWF, you got a whole office building full of Yankees from New York City that wouldn't know a wrestling match if it fit them. So they sit around all day listening to people on the internet, and the people on the internet wouldn't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch. I don't particularly care what some Yankee from New York City wants to see. I want to see wrestling matches with wrestlers. I want to see real old-fashioned wrestling. I want to see some people who have some respect for the traditions of the wrestling industry, have some respect for the sport of wrestling. I don't want to see sports entertainment and flying donkeys all around. I think it's garbage, I think it's insulting, and I think it's a shame to a fine sport like this. Down south where I come from, they know wrestling. They were brought up on it. They grew up on it, and they respect it. And I think it's about time that the promoters in the wrestling industry today recognize that wrestling fans watching a wrestling program want to see wrestlers wrestle. That's, that's easy. It's not too hard to understand if you just think about it. Good evening, everyone. This is Matthew Burris, and welcome to Wrestle Talk Wednesday right here on Matt's World, where it's my world and you all just living it. Uh, as you all saw on my um, my Instagram page, I did record this episode earlier, but unfortunately I had some technical difficulties, so I had to record this episode again, and hopefully this will upload. And now let's get right into it. First and foremost, the kombucha of the day, kombucha blueberry ginger. Yep, we've had this on the show before. And also a little something um, I want to address. I have been going through a bout of depression lately, and that's why I couldn't do Mental Health Monday. And speaking of which, Mental Health Monday will return on Monday, where I will go into further details of my depression. Yeah further details on my depression and um you know as I mentioned on my Instagram page once again at Matt's World TV that 
you know, I wasn't mentally capable of doing the show, and this depression uh, really, you know, got to me. Uh, feeling a little better now, as you can tell, you know, as I'm up for doing this show. But uh, I'm going to go more into it on Monday, and, um, well, just uh, just stay tuned for it. So, cheers to that. Now, let's get into it. But the biggest news here tonight, just got done watching AEW Rampage, and CM Punk is back. That's right, CM Punk is back. Also, I meant to say CM, I mean AEW Dynamite, not Rampage. <laughs> um, well, here's what... Happened. John Moxley and Chris Jericho had their rematch, and it was a bloody affair. Both men bled, and it was just a knockdown, dragout fight. And this was just a regular wrestling match, you know. This wasn't a no DQ match at all. And after the match, you know, there was an all-out brawl between the the Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society. And we had Daniel Garcia holding up Moxley. And Jericho looked like he was about to hit Moxley with the belt. Then all of a sudden, Cult of Personality plays. And out comes CM Punk. And also some um, walking on the supposed, uh, you know, um, surgically repaired foot. And... Not sure yet if he's been medically cleared, but he seems to be walking around fine. He was in the ring, clearing house, and at one point he was actually hopping on the foot. And so, I mean, it was a rumor that he wasn't going to be back in time for for All Out, but it uh, looks like he could make the pay-per-view after all. I mean, we'll wait and see. I mean... Uh, we got Rampage this Friday. Hopefully, we'll see what happens then. And, you know, hopefully we'll, um, or better yet, we'll probably hear from hear about it before Rampage or, like, maybe next week. And we'll just go from there. And also next week uh, is the start of the trio's Titles, yep, another bell coming to AEW, and it's next week on AEW Dynamite, and this one will be presented by the Game of Thrones spinoff, House of Dragons, which, by the way, I gotta tell my mom about, because my mom used to love Game of Thrones, and, you know, I'm sure she'll love the, um, the spinoff. And... Yeah, I meant to get into some NWA stuff, but uh, I was a little late with that. But, um, you know, but I promise you all next week on WrestleTalk Wednesday, I will get into some NWA news because we have 
as you all know, NWA 74 coming up. So we'll, um, we'll get into that. And now we're about to take it right to the mat. And for taking it to the mat, I'm going to talk about Triple H's regime so far. Yep, taking over the WWE. Now, so far he has brought back Dakota Kai. He's brought Io Shirai, who's now called Io Sky, up to the main roster. He brought back Karrion Cross and Scarlet, which I'm so thankful for. And as we all saw on Monday Night Raw, we saw the return of Dexter Loomis. So yep, Dexter Loomis is back. And also on top of that, I almost forgot, the women's tag team titles are back. Now, I don't know what the ratings are for this week's Raw by... But I heard that last week's ratings for Monday Night Raw were 2.5. And that was the highest it's been in um, years. And I gotta say, so far, so good with Triple H. And the thing about Triple H is that Triple H is a wrestling guy. He understands wrestling, not sports entertainment. Which is why I did that little video in the in the beginning there you know with Jim Cornette uh from 1997 I actually uh remember that I was over at my cousin's house uh when watching that episode of Monday Night Raw that was the same episode where Owen Hart took on uh Shawn Michaels for the WWF championship and of course DX interfered and Shawn Michaels won and he hit the nail on the head with the last part he said. He said, wrestling fans watching a wrestling show want to see wrestlers wrestle. You know, it's not sports entertainment. And listen, Vince McMahon made the WWE what it is today. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Let's take you know, the scandal out of the situation for a moment here. Okay? Because of Vince McMahon, we have WrestleMania, we have Monday Night Raw, we have SmackDown, Superstars, Hulk Hogan, The Ultimate Warrior, The Rock, Stone Cold, John Cena, and so on and so forth. However, as the old saying goes, it's not about what you've done in the past, it's about what have you done lately. And lately, it has been a bad product. Or if it isn't bad, it's mediocre at best. And let me tell you something. Fans have turned off from the WWE because of this. Okay? Sure, they might still buy the network. And yeah, they may watch NXT or the old school you know, WCW programs or the old school WWE programs on the Peacock Network for $9.99. But 
at the same time, they have been fed up with the product. Fed up with certain wrestlers not getting a push. Storylines that are as dry as an 80-year-old pussy. And also, most of all, fed up with the whole idea that the WWE is supposed to be a family-friendly entertainment. And let me tell you something. Professional wrestling is not family entertainment, okay? Professional wrestling is what it is. And what it is is simulated combat. That's all it is. Simulated combat. We all know it's a well, I don't like to use the word fake because I think that's an insult. It's a choreographed show. It's choreographed. We're not watching a real fight. These guys aren't really beating the... Well, for the most part, not really beating the shit out of each other, you know, for a belt. They're entertaining us. But at the same time, yes, they're entertaining, but it's still wrestling. And the name on the marquee, when you go outside an arena for a WWE show, an Impact show, AEW, so on and so forth, is wrestling. The genre is entertainment, but the name on the marquee on that arena is wrestling. Okay? Wrestling. And of course, Vince McMahon, as you all have seen in his interviews, he goes... Well, we're not wrestling. We are entertainment. Uh, we tell stories. We make pictures. We develop characters. We sell. We put smiles on kids' faces and sell ice cream bars. And, and of course, you hear all this and you just go, dude, complete and utter bullshit. Okay? You have wrestlers wearing wrestling boots and wrestling gear and a wrestling ring. They're not ballerinas. They're not Circus Soleil. They're not... You know, they're not competing on Double Dare, which was a great show that I used to watch back in the day on Nickelodeon. No, they are wrestling. Okay? Therefore, as Jim Cornette said, wrestling fans watching a wrestling program want to see wrestlers wrestle not sports entertainment okay yes there has to be more than just two men in tights wrestling against each other you have to have a little comedy then and there but when it gets to the point where there's more segments than action then it becomes a problem and with triple h so far he has corrected that pro that problem we're seeing more action we're seeing more of the wrestlers have more space to you know freestyle you know their promos a bit you know they can freestyle their promos you know or improvise or as they call it which is a proper word but nonetheless it's been working and Triple H has done a good job so far. Yes, there are still a lot of things 
that need to be accomplished. We need to see what WrestleMania is going to be like under him. We need to know what the other pay-per-views are going to be like under him, especially the Hall of Fame, because the Hall of Fame is the night before WrestleMania. But so far, so good. And also, I'm not doubting Triple H either, given what he's done with NXT. Okay? And NXT was wrestling. Now, when Vince McMahon took it over, you know, there was a lot of complaints. You know, like, I wasn't too crazy about the arena, you know, changing, you know, the arena. I mean, it's somewhat grown on me. The changing of the logo, the change of the logo, I didn't mind, you know, it was colorful and, you know, I liked it. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, this is Nickelodeon and blah, 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 blah. But I didn't mind that. However, what I didn't like is how he didn't get some of the NXT wrestlers. And any of the NXT wrestlers that he brought up to the main roster, he changed their gimmick as if to say like, oh, forget who you were in NXT. He did it with Eli Drake. He did it with Keith Lee for the most part until they got rid of him due to the budget cuts. And they also did it with Shotzi Blackheart. Of course, Shotzi is now since starting to regain a little more momentum now even though she's still losing some matches, but we still see her more often now on SmackDown, which is a good thing. Which goes to show you that it was time for a new regime, okay? And we've also heard it say more than once that in the WWE, they play up to an audience of one. Well, you know what? Playing up to an audience of one doesn't work, okay? Yes, the boss has to be happy, but also, at the end of the day, the fans who pay their tickets have to be happy. The fans who are paying for their Peacock Network, watching the, sorry, not pay-per-views, but premium live events, putting up my fingers using air quotes, have to be happy. And the fans who are watching Raw and SmackDown have to be happy. So guess what? Sorry, Vince McMahon, but you can take your sports entertainment, your ice cream bars, and shove them up your ass when it comes to that. And Triple H, like I said, has done a great job so far. Yes, there's still a lot of work to be done. And let's see what he does. Let's see if he can keep the momentum going. But so far, I like this new regime. This is giving me hope. Okay? Will the ratings go back to the 6s and 7s and 8s and 9s like it was back in the Attitude Era? No. It won't. But you know what? It's starting to be better than it was before. And let's see what happens in a year from now. And that's all I have to say. And now it's time for our match of the day. We go back to July 20th, 1992. So it's been 30 years already. With Beach Blast 92. Yep, Beach Blast, which would eventually become Bash at the Beach. 
where in a false count anywhere's match yep false count anywhere on the pacific coast i mean on the gulf coast we have cactus jack mick foley taking on the man called sting and without further ado we also have jesse the body ventura and good old jr on commentary so let's get right into it Yep, and this took place also in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> and the first time I saw this match was on a uh, VHS that I had, uh, Deadly Venom's The Best of Sting. And then I also saw it on WCW's The Best of Bash at the Beach. And, of course, both those matches were short. You know, they clipped the matches. And I didn't see the full match until I got the, um, you know, the Mick Foley's Greatest Hits and Misses uh, DVD. And I saw the match with him doing uh, commentary with Jonathan Coachman. And Cactus Jack, he actually went into this match, you know, with whooping cough. So, <laughs> he had to gut it out. As we see Sting here, takes off the robe, takes off the belt, and now they're about to fight right here on the rampway. Oh yeah, slugging it away. Oh, hip toss. Nope. Sting. One, two, no. Sting with a kick to the gut. Oh. Right hand. Throws him in the ropes. Nope. Reversal. Back body drop. Oh. And Sting. Oh. Slam Cactus Jack's head right on the rampway. One, two, no. Also, the referee for this match is Bill Alfonso before he went into ECW. And we're about to see Sting here go for the Stinger Splash. Oh, he missed. Now Sting's back in the ring. But yep, Bill Alfonso, he did referee matches for WCW. And actually, for a short period of time... He was in WWF, and we're about to see Cactus Jack come off the ring apron. Oh! Before he started becoming a referee in ECW, and eventually he also became a manager in ECW. Managing Taz, Sabu, and of course, Mr. PPV RVD. Yeah, right down the middle, daddy. Right down the middle, daddy. <laughs> And it's also funny because um, I remember watching um, an RVD versus uh, Bam Bam Bigelow match. The match where RVD won the, um, the television title from Bam Bam. You know, which started his longest rainy run as ECW television champion. And 
you know, there was one part, you know, where, um, you know, he says, you know, you got more hang done than Michael Jordan, daddy. <laughs> and my brother saw it, and my brother being a huge Michael Jordan fan, he was like, yeah, right, you know. I was like, well, come on, man. You know, you see how RVD flies. He goes like, well, yeah, he doesn't need to, you know, Michael Jordan can just jump off the ground. Or, you know, RVD, you know, he uses the top rope. He uses something else to fly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But, hey, hang time is hang time. see Sting now. Oh, slamming Cactus Jack's head right into the guardrail. Throws him in the guardrail. And oh, Sting back body drops him right into the crowd. Oh, Sting slams Cactus Jack's head right into the guardrail. And now Sting going for a vertical suplex. Oh! One, two, no! Cactus Jack kicks out. And now, oh! Throws him over the guardrail. And of course, around this time, um, yeah, at this time when this match took place, uh, Bill Watts was in charge of WCW, and, uh, you know, he tried to make it look like, uh, you know, old-school Mid-South Wrestling, you know, with the, um, you know, with, with taking away the blue mats from the ring and, you know, banning, you know, top rope maneuvers, and it made it you know, challenging and very dull. Of course, this is a uh, false count anywheres match, so, you know, there's no disqualification, so nobody is going to be DQ'd for coming off the top rope. But uh, taking away the blue mats from the ring, you know, that was considered, you know, dangerous. And, you know, well, dangerous, you know, for times of 1992. I mean, um, I mean, of course, in ECW, they would take away blue mats. There would be uh, concrete there on the old ECW arena. But uh, even then, you know, try taking a power bomb on a concrete floor. I mean, that'll definitely give you uncomfortable nights sleeping. And we see Cactus Jack and a body scissors there on Sting. Jack slaps right there to Sting. Oh, there's another one. Ooh. Oh, and Sting with some back elbows. Ooh. Right hands. Oh, and another one. Another one. And now, Cactus, oh, rakes Sting's eyes. He's going for his patented clothesline. Oh! Clothesline, and Cactus Jack goes right on out with him. Yeah, that was 
Definitely would have mixed uh, patented moves there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, Mick Foley, in one of his books, he said that, um, you know, this match here with Sting really did um, catapult him into the stratosphere. I mean, um, of course, later on, you know, Cactus Jack... You know, the next year, you know, he would go on to a feud with Vader, and then, um, I mean, he never got past the, uh, mid-card status in WCW, but, uh, this would also lead to him in, um, you know, in W, yeah, I mean, ECW, you know, Going on in ECW, winning the tag team titles with uh, Mikey Whiprack, and then eventually in the WWF where he would become a legend, you know, and Hall of Famer. And he credits uh, this match here with Sting. And I can definitely see why, you know, I can definitely see why with this match. I've seen this match, uh, you know, dozens of times, and... You know, it's a tremendous match. Now Sting. Oh, he's got Cactus Jack up. Oh! Suplex. Belly-to-back suplex. Right there on the concrete floor. One, two, no! And, oh, both guys punch each other. And they both go down. Cactus Jack on top. One, two, no. Sting rolls over. One, two, no. Good near falls here. Sting kicks him in the gut. Oh, there's a chop there. Goes for Oh, another Stinger splash, but got caught and drove sternum first right into the guardrail. Cactus going for pile driver, weak looking pile driver. Of course, they try to say like his knees gave out. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you heard his knee earlier in the match. Oh, now Cactus. Head to the top rope. He's hitting, well, not the top rope, the second rope. He's going to deliver the elbow, and oh, he missed. Short ride, bad landing. Sting. Now he's got Cactus. Threw him on the rampway. Now, oh, chops. Oh, punch. Oh. Scooping a slam, and now Sting's got the chair. Oh, yeah. Right across the back. 
Again, across the back. Third one. And now Sting. Oh, goes for the knee. Now going for a Scorpion Deathlock. And Cactus. Oh, rolls him off. Now Sting puts him right back on that rampway. Now Cactus, double arm DDT. One, two, no, Sting kicks out. Now Sting's up. Clothesline. Now Sting. He goes up. Flying clothesline. One, two, three. And Sting gets the victory. Great match there. <clears throat> Five stars. And we look at the replay here. Just a tremendous match here. And not only one of Cactus Jack's uh, best matches... In WCW, but also one of Sting's best matches in WCW. <laughs> and highly recommend you watch this if you have the Peacock Network. Yeah, if you have Peacock, I highly recommend you watch this. And that is it. That is going to do it for Wrestle Talk Wednesday. But before I get out of here, First things first, like I mentioned before, Monday will be the return of Mental Health Monday. I'll go into more of my depression. And then uh, this Friday, continuing our celebration of Michael Jackson for his birthday, I'll be doing a review of... His album Thriller, yep, the masterpiece known as Thriller. So make sure you all tune in for that on Friday. And last but not least, uh, you guys may have noticed a little post there on Matt's World TV where I said 10 for 22. And what does that mean? Well, stay tuned. And that's it. That is going to do it for today's show. Hope you all liked it. And until then, this is Matthew Farris saying, don't have a good day. Have a great day.
Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.